0: Hi, I'm Amber, and welcome to the Lone Star Keto Podcast. And today, we have a special guest with us, Fab Guzzo, and I hope I said that right. (laughs) Welcome, Fab.
1: Good to be here, Amber. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. And we're going to be discussing a little bit about how uh, there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all diet. And I think that is so important for people to hear because they're always looking for that perfect diet, but there's really not one, there's not a perfect diet for everyone. Would you agree?
1: Totally. Totally. Um, I mean, just because, you know, you're, um, eating a certain way, or you found a diet that may work initially, um, you might hit a roadblock along the way. Um, you might be eating maybe too much of a certain food group, and that might be slowing you down. So there's all sorts of issues and stuff like that could actually get in the way of, you know, you reaching your goals. So it's so important to uh, adjust kind of on the fly and, and make sure that you're making, uh, you know, changes as necessary for sure.
0: I guess I should mention that you are a certified health coach in Canada. I should have said that from the beginning. <laughs> but um can you give us a little bit of your background? Like how did you get into the health arena and what gives you the passion to do what you're doing?
1: Well, yeah, I've you know, always been into health uh, as long as I can remember. Um, you know, I've tried all the diets from, you know, vegan to vegetarian. Uh, you know, low carb, keto, and just kind of always searching for that optimal diet, you know, the way that us as humans should be, you know, eating. And when I came across the whole low carb, uh, you know, keto community, I couldn't believe the um, results from just adapting that, that lifestyle. And um, once I found that out, I just felt like I wanted to kind of spread the word to everybody, um, I went back and, and became a, a health coach to Mark Sisson's uh, primal school. And then I launched, um, my 21 day program, uh, online been doing that for the last two years. And ultimately, I mean, when someone comes my way, um, I'm just with them through the whole process through the 21 days. Um, a lot of times we buy a meal plan or we buy a book and we have all this information and, and it's difficult to process. Um. And I get it, it; can be difficult. So that's kind of where I come in. You know, I, I guide you through it. I'm there for, you know, your, your 21 days daily, uh, adjusting on the fly, uh, making sure that you know the person is actually sticking to their goals and and finally, you know, reaching them. that's the ultimate goal for me. Um, is is the client, not so much myself. What well, works for, for me, it's kind of more what works for them. So that's kind of that's kind of where I stand. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And, and I think that message gets lost a lot, because you see a lot of the fitness gurus, and they talk about this one specific way of doing something. And if you veer from that, then well, you're just not doing it right. And there's so much dogma in the keto and carnivore, specifically the carnivore community right now, that it, it is, it is, the message is getting lost. Because I don't think it's right to say that everybody is going to do perfectly on this specific diet, the way I do it, you know? And what, what do you feel about the whole dogma?
1: Yeah. I mean, totally. Like you see it all online and it's kind of, you know, all these health gurus online, uh, you know, preaching, it's kind of a one size fits all. And, you know, this has to work for you. And I totally see it differently. I mean, everyone's got a different body, they're different, uh, gender. Um, they may have some metabolic issues some other underlying health issues that, that may affect, um, you know, losing weight and stuff like that. So it's so important to recognize that we're individuals, uh, first, and that just because, you know, the keto or the carnivore diet is the thing that's working now for most people doesn't mean it's going to work specifically for that, that person. So, Yeah.
0: (laughs) And also not only that is just because a diet is working for you now, it may not work for you tomorrow because guess what your body changes. Hello, I can vouch for that one. And you have to adapt and evolve. And I'm assuming that's what you do with your clients as well, because we kind of talked a little bit about that. How, how do you approach that? Like if somebody came to you and they were having some issues, they, they can't lose weight. Um, you know, they have, some, they're pre-diabetic, they have high blood pressure. What is the first thing you do?
1: Well, we first you know, start off on kind of what, what their goals are uh, and then we kind of work our way down from that. Um, you know, we start off um, obviously, they're going to kind of follow the whole guidelines out of the 21 days. Um, but in that, I mean, we work through it. If there's something that they hit that's a roadblock, um, we tend to see what we can do to get around that. So if there's underlying health issues or maybe they're consuming too much of one thing they're, they're overeating nuts, for example, or something that's, you know, getting in the way of not allowing them to kind of lose that weight. Then, then we deal with it kind of as it, as it comes up. And the interesting thing is everyone is different. So I don't know what the client is going to, you know, encounter along, along their journey because everyone's body is different. So that, that's the most fascinating thing is I can throw them this meal plan, but, everyone's different. So it might not work for that person and we have to adjust on the fly. Maybe we cut out certain foods and we add others. Uh, Maybe it's a hydration issue. Um, Maybe they're not getting enough sleep. Maybe it's a a stress concern. So all these other factors that we have to kind of take into consideration when we're looking at someone's progress.
0: So you take a pretty holistic kind of approach, it sounds like.
1: Yes, for, for sure. And and there's also the motivation piece to it, right? Keeping somebody on track. Uh, a lot of people will fall kind of victim to the whole emotional eating. Um, they might have a bad day that turns into a bad week. And that's kind of where I come in, where I keep them on track and make sure, okay, you had a bad day. Let's let's look to tomorrow and, and get back on track. And I think a lot of people lack that that motivation, that that discipline, and that's kind of where I come in to keep them on track and to help them, you know, Stay on course.
0: That's awesome. I think that's so important, and because the diet is one piece of the puzzle, a huge piece, but there's so many other pieces. And if you just focus on diet, you know that that's not necessarily fixing what's wrong. So I think that the holistic way is is very important. Okay, let's talk a little bit about your twenty one day program. Why twenty one days, and what does it involve?
1: Well, 21 days, I I believe that's a good time frame for someone to, you know, establish a routine, uh, get into a rhythm. Um, My meal plan has foods that you can consume, It has foods that you should be avoiding. Um, It's got recipes in there. It's got uh, 21 days worth of of daily uh, meal plan. So right from the minute you get up, you know, drinking your water before breakfast and then you know, slowly getting into, you know, intermittent fasting and increasing that over the course of 21 days. So there's a lot of different aspects to it. Um, and if someone's following it kind of the way that they should generally, they see a lot of good results after the 21 days for sure. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So what is a typical meal plan like, And and do you find a lot of success with giving somebody an actual plan? Because, you know, some people, it's hard for them to follow a plan because they don't like certain foods or, you know, it just doesn't work with their schedule or whatever. So how do you kind of balance that?
1: And and that's the difficult part is is getting someone to come over and say, you know, try this 21 day plan. Mm -hmm. Once they come over and they actually read it and they get into it we have flexibility. I can say, you know, if you like just eating salad for lunch or you like your, your eggs for breakfast, there's nothing wrong with having the eggs every day for breakfast. So we try to find kind of what they can implement, what's easy for them. And if that's something they like, they can, they can use that, you know, daily if, if DB. Um, but it is challenging getting somebody to, to kind of buy into it. But once they are in the confinements of the 21 day, they see that there's a lot of flexibility there and, and we can work you know, to what they like and to what works for them. I think that's important. What what's going to work for the client, what's going to be easy. You know, it caters more to parents. I get it. We're all busy and and it's challenging to try to implement these healthy practices when you have, you know, kids and and jobs and all the other stuff. So I I get it for sure.
0: It definitely is. Now, do you recommend intermittent fasting at all? Do you add that into any of your plans or is that kind of an individual thing?
1: So I I generally recommend it, um, but we usually start off slow. So, you know, 10 to 12 hours initially, and then as the 21 days goes on and they become more fat adapted and metabolically healthy, then we start increasing it, you know, try to go from, you know, dinner to maybe lunch and try to go for that 14 hours by the end of the 21 days but I definitely don't, don't push it. I always tell them, get your body adapted first and then implement IF kind of down the road when when your body's adjusted to kind of burning fat versus, you know, carbohydrates, because you know about the whole keto flu and all that stuff that everybody goes through. So it's get through that first. And then let's worry about the IF.
0: Okay. I actually was talking to one of my clients today and one of her issues is that when Things start to go wrong, like during the transitional period, and you feel like crap, you know, like say the keto flu, carb withdrawal, whatever you want to call it. And then you have this attitude like, no, this is terrible. I can't keep doing this. How do you help your clients get through that transitional period?
1: And and yeah, and that's the challenging part because that's where you you could lose a lot of clients. So you know, in, in that time frame, I'm very supportive. I tell them, you know, stay hydrated, add the salt to your water, you know, trust the process, implement certain foods that will get you through that. Um, and I tell them once you get through it, I mean, you know what it's like once you get fat adapted and you can go 14, 16 hours without eating. I mean, that's, that's something that's very, very uh, useful. So I think once they understand that there's light past that initial stages, I think, I think they buy that's into-
0: what I was waiting for. That's yeah. what I wanted to hear because <laughs> I do think that that is an issue is because when you're in the midst of this, you're thinking there is no end in sight that this is horrible. It's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. And I can't just live like this, but if they know it's just this temporary thing and if they can just fight through it for just a little bit, there's like this amazing thing that happens and I think for most of us, once you experience it for the first time, it is that amazing thing. And, you know, so I love that you said that. Yeah. That is awesome. Okay. So you also have a guide. Talk a little bit about that. What's in that guide and what is the name of it?
1: I have a, you mean the seven day quick fix guide I have? Yeah, yes. So it's yes. Yes. Um, it's a guide that you can utilize, uh, you know, for life. It, it's, it's a template uh, that lays out uh, a day. Um, I have foods that you can utilize throughout the day. So foods that I suggest for breakfast, uh, lunch and and dinner. Um, and it's very simplistic. Uh, you pick a protein, you pick a vegetable, uh, you pick a fat pretty much for, for each meal. And, uh, you plug that into each breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you, and you have a full day worth of, of eating and, uh, it's a simplistic uh, you know, template for someone who doesn't want to go through the whole 21 day fix. They want something that they can just kind of have on their phone, look at and say, oh, okay, I can do this for breakfast, this for lunch and this for dinner and be on my way. They don't need that additional kind of coaching or that extra uh, recipe in, in the back of the book. So it's, it's more of a template, uh, something that you can use for life for sure.
0: Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of cool because there are some people who just don't want all the frills. They just want to just jump in, just tell me what to do, bam, done. But you know, sometimes I find that that can be troublesome for some clients who they come to you and they want you to do everything. Like, just tell me what to do. Tell me exactly what to eat, when to eat it, etc. And to me, that is not, you know, necessarily a good thing. Like what, what do you tell those clients that are just expecting you to do everything for them?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's difficult, right? I mean, it has to be them wanting to kind of buy in as well. I mean, there's only so much I can do kind of from, from my end. So I just, I just try to flip it back on them. And I say, you know, what is it that you want from this process? I mean, you have to work, you know, just as hard and the harder you work, the harder I'll work for you and together we could we could break through hurdles right so i think it's just getting them to understand and to buy in that it's going to be a commitment it's going to be work anything that uh, you know is going to show results and needs that that hard work and that dedication so i think that's where the whole motivation piece comes in and and uh, encouraging them to kind of stay on track and and realize that it's going to take it's going to take work like let's face it right but that's that's where the the partnership uh, is so important
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, it it does get a little bit, you know, frustrating though, when, because you're like, this is your health. And I guess for me, there was a a long time where I didn't care about the health thing. I, You know, to me, that was like what you worry about when you're old. I was worried about how I looked. I I want the weight off. I, you know, I didn't care about the health stuff. And, And so once you realize how important health is, you know, you can't unsee it. You can't yeah. unfeel it, and you're like people. You don't understand. This is the important thing. So, what do you see with your clients? Do you do they come to you because they want to lose weight, or is it more of a, I, I need to, you know, work on my uh, like I'm pre diabetic, and I need to lower my my glucose. Help me with that. Or w- what do you see the most often, and, and how do you deal with that?
1: it's interesting you mentioned that most people come to me to lose weight right and i always ask them i say you know the most important thing is gaining energy you know living a long healthy life right so they'll go through the plan, and sometimes it's they've lost five pounds and to them it's like well you know that's not a lot i say, well how do you feel and they they feel great i say well that's the start you know you, you feel good um even though it was just five pounds, I go. It's just the start of your health journey. You, you've just gotten something that you can implement for the rest of your life. You've gotten your health back. I said that's that's far more important than any number on a scale. And that's how I kind of get around that whole that whole message of I want to lose twenty pounds in twenty one days. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. It. it yeah. It's so hard now because I get that they want to lose weight. I do. And that's a good goal. It is. But that's not the only thing. And, you know, like you always hear, it's get healthy to lose weight, not lose weight to get healthy, you know? So if you give your body what it needs and you're doing what you should be doing for your body, it'll work for you instead of against you. And weight loss becomes a little bit easier. It may take a while. And that's what people don't have is patience. Is that what you notice a lot of?
1: Oh, totally. <laughs> right. Like 21 days is, is not long. And if no. few pounds, but you've, you built this, this health template that you can utilize for your rest of your life. Um, that is far more important than any number on the scale. And, and I think that's a message that I try to drive across to my clients is it, it's long game, right? It's, it's long-term. It's going to take time. So be patient. And if it comes off the right way. We want it to come off that way so it stays off and doesn't come back on. I think that's the most important issue as well.
0: Absolutely. I just wish more people would focus on health. You know, now that I'm on the other side, I get it. But I was one of those people. I don't want to hear about that. I just want to lose weight you know, the fastest way possible, you know, even if I have to starve myself, whatever it is, Mm. but it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I mean, you're just on this vicious cycle, so it makes no sense. Okay. So you have tried just about the whole range of diets you could possibly try from vegan to pretty close to carnivore. I want to hear a little bit of like when you were vegan, vegetarian, whichever one you want to talk about, what was it like for you and why did you not stick with it?
1: Well, first of all, I mean, I wanted to try kind of every diet. If, I, if I'm in this, this space, I want to be able to, you know, kind of understand every diet and what the body goes through. Um, so that's why I, I kind of tried, uh, the whole vegan, uh, diet. Uh, when I was going through it, I, I did feel a lot of, uh, bloating, uh, gassier than, than normal, um, and I never really felt satiated, if that kind of makes sense. I always felt like my body was was lacking, um, maybe minerals, vitamins, stuff stuff that I wasn't getting because I wasn't consuming any animal products for the most part. So I mean, th- that was that was a challenging part, and that and that's what I felt. And then, you know, once you switch over, uh, you know, to t- keto kind of carnivore, you 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 feel a resurgence of of energy, right? And and, and you feel kind of alive again. So that, that's kind of how I felt when I was on the vegan diet for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, so if a client came to you and they're like, I really want to, you know, try a vegan diet, what do you say? What do you, what do you do? Do you say, okay, let me figure it out. Or do you try to kind of tell them, you know, animal protein would be kind of good for you. How do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, I, I've had that question before, and that's that's a difficult one uh, based on where I'm coming from. Um, but I, I believe there's there's a healthy way to do any diet. I mean, y- you could be a healthy vegan. I mean, you're probably going to have to supplement and 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 be very smart with, with what you're eating. Um, but I, I think there is a definite way to to do the vegan diet um, the right way. Um, if some if someone came to me and they wanted to go uh, completely vegan. Um, it has to be something I would have to really consider because my 21 day is kind of modeled more towards the whole low carb kind of keto carnivore a- approach. Uh, but if they, you know, persisted, it was something that we could definitely work through if, if we had to, for sure.
0: So I take it you haven't had that, like somebody really be serious about it.
1: I, I've had the, the question asked Just and the question. we didn't actually go through with, with the plan. Okay. Um, but that's kind of the answer I gave them. I said, I, I, I kind of wanted to be honest with them. I mean, this is where I'm coming from and it's not fair to you to start coming up with something that I'm not really doing right now at the current moment. I didn't want to mislead them or, or yeah, give them any plan that I didn't really have. So it, it, sometimes it has to be them just kind of walking away. Uh, and, and that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Unfortunately from, from that perspective. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what are some other things that you tried? What other diets? Like I, obviously you probably did the standard American diet who, who hasn't right. And what was the difference when you did that versus when you tried these other ones?
1: Um, standard, you know, American diet. I mean, that that's the typical, you know, higher, higher carb. Um, I I tried the whole the bodybuilding diet, eating, you know, six meals a day trying to eat it you know every two three hours and and looking back now it was just I, I don't know how i put that much food in my my body um but i mean at the time i thought it was healthy i thought it was the right thing to do um you know now you know fast forward almost 10 years i mean i can get away with you know two bigger meals a day and, and feel completely satiated with all kinds of energy so it's just amazing how uh, the body can adapt once you give it kind of the, the proper nutrients and and eat the way that we're kind of designed to be to be eating yeah
0: so okay your philosophy is there's not a one-size-fits-all diet but what are some things that are just a no-go period no matter what diet you you choose to do what what are some very specific things that you just do not believe anybody should be consuming
1: i mean if you if you look at my page i mean there's Couple of things I say to, to avoid if you don't do anything at all, and that's your, you know, your, your, your sugars, your, your vegetable oils, you know, the unnecessary grains and, and carbs and stuff like that. I think if we can kind of cut those out, um, and, and focus on more whole foods, I think right then and there, you're, you're ready ahead of the game and, and well on your way to just improving your health for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and when you say carbs, you're talking about processed carbs. Is that what? It. Yeah. So you you're not against carbs, like, you know, obviously your, your whole foods, like fruits and vegetables. And what is your take on fruits? Like, what, what do you think about that?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm a huge advocate. I, I, I like my low glycemic, uh, my berries, you know, at the, at the end of the night, I, I don't mind having some berries here and there to, replenish my, my glycogen, I, I try to stay away from access so excess amounts of, of fruits, uh, like apples and bananas and stuff like that. But I, I, I do enjoy, you know, tubers from time to time. I, I do like the occasional sweet potato and and my carrots and, and stuff like that. So I, I do mix that in here and there, uh, but I don't overdo it with, with the fruit or, or the pastas or anything like that. I kind of stay away from all those unnecessary grains.
0: Yeah, grains. (laughs) You still see so much of that, you know, the healthy grains and people just not believing that you can be healthy without grains. And I actually had somebody comment to me. (laughs) They were getting just all kinds of upset and how dumb I was and that I didn't know what I was talking about and that grains that our ancestors, you know, survived on grains and all this kind of thing. But, you know, my response is, yeah, the body is amazing and it can adapt to various things when it has to, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's optimal. So, you know, we could be in a lot better place if we maybe never ever started the grain to begin with. Our brains might be bigger. We might be a lot healthier. We may not have the diabetes, the, you know, the heart disease and all that. Who's to say? Totally. What is your opinion on that? It was somebody told, told you, you know, I, I just, I can't give up my grains. I really, I really need my, my bread and my, my pasta and my rice and my quinoa and my what, what whatever else, you know, that <laughs> corn.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, just like you mentioned earlier, I mean, this stuff has only been around for, for thousands of years. I mean, if you go back millions of years, I mean, we've evolved. Uh, you know, by eating meat, basically, that that's kind of how we came to existence as as humans, right? So, I mean, there's a reason why we feed, you know, grains and corn to, to livestock to to fatten them up, right? So I, I don't know why we're consuming it at, at this alarming rate. Um, I mean, if somebody came to me and said that they needed, you know, their pasta, I would say, well, there's there's alternatives to that, you, you can, you know, implement certain foods to mimic that and, and still be kind of healthier for, for the body. So, yeah.
0: So what, what is your philosophy as far as like, say, somebody has a sweet tooth. Okay. And they are having a hard time giving up the sweets, but there is such a thing as keto swaps, right? I have some recipes on my website still. I admit it. And I consumed them. I no longer do, but I did, is that something you think is a good thing to use as a bridge to like, try to move you from, uh, the, the sugar addiction. And, and even though you're still continually putting the sweet in your mouth, have you used that with your clients? Have you noticed, you know, one way or another, if, it, if that's good, bad.
1: I mean, when, when you first come over to the low carb, uh, you know, way of eating, I, I think it's difficult to transition somebody you know, right from eating 300 grams of carbs a day to go completely cold turkey to carnivore where you're, you know, consuming next to nothing in the form of carbohydrates. So I think it's got to be a, a gradual decline in, into that. Uh, I mean, let's say some people never get to that. Um, but I think to utilize, you know, keto sweets and the occasional dark chocolate as as a crutch in the beginning to kind of Get metabolically healthy, I think I think that's very important. I think we overlooked that a lot. Um, I mean, most people will struggle with that in the beginning. So I, I think it's it's a good it's a good idea. Uh, I mean, we don't want to get uh, too comfortable with it. We don't want to be consuming it daily and in, in excess because mm-hmm. that could lead to uh, more weight gain. Uh, but I think in moderation in the beginning is is important for that that bridging effect. Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm one of those that I like to gradually do something like the whole rip the Band-Aid thing off. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. For plunging into cold water, nah, not a fan. So I tend to uh, believe more in that philosophy and that, that approach. But there are some people who do really well and they have to do that. They just have to jump in and not do the gradual thing. Otherwise they'll never get there so you know it kind of depends but i like the gradual way personally yeah um so all right let me see let me what am i missing how do you keep your clients on track
1: that's a good question um so basically what i do is um i keep in contact with them with them daily so i'm sure a lot of people listening right now have bought meal plans and you buy it, you get, you get it, you get all this information and then you don't hear anything from anybody and you're kind of on your own. It's a little bit intimidating. So I walk them through the entire process. So right from the beginning, we set out their goals. Uh, I make sure they, uh, you know, do all the necessary shopping, get rid of all the, the bad stuff in the cupboard. I make sure that they, you know, pick a day, I tell them okay pick that day that's day one that's the day we're going to start when that day one starts i'm with them pretty much every day from that day one right until day 21 and it's daily it's it's um you know communication over instagram or whatever social app they want to do um you know t- what's what's for dinner tonight how are you doing you know getting to know them what, what their daily habits are where they cheated um so just just that daily interaction is so important we often in the health world kind of forget that there's a person there and, and they deal with all kinds of stuff uh, daily so yeah daily checkups um, you know i'm always there for questions uh, i have a passion for it so the questions to me are, are fantastic because that's how i learn i'm learning with them as they go along so that's that's how i keep them kind of on track
0: It sounds like you're really good about keeping them accountable because I think there's so much to having somebody there, somebody you can talk to and somebody that's kind of checking up on you. So it makes you a little bit more aware of what you're doing during the day because you know you're going to have to talk to somebody. And so I, I do think that is very important. And, and that's a lot of work, a daily thing. I mean, that's really good that you're there for them like that. Is it like a check-in thing or like, like, do you contact them yourself or did you just wait till they ask you questions? Is there a certain time that you get with your clients? Like how, how does that work?
1: Yeah. So initially we, we have a, a startup kind of a conversation before the plan begins and then as the plan goes on i i ask them i say you know how do you want to communicate if they tell me it's it's via instagram i say okay uh i'll, I'll be on you so you know day one starts and in the morning I'm, I'm how's it going good morning you know it's prep ready um what do you have on, on top for today and uh, we go from there so it's just, it's just daily check-ins and uh you know any any questions they have they can get a hold of me i i try to respond within 24 hours Uh, Because I'm always by my phone, (laughs) so I I can be available to them. And I think they appreciate that when when it's all said and done, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's a huge thing. I mean, that's a lot of work. So the fact that you do that really says that you're serious about what you do and that you actually really care because that is a lot of work because i think you are right a lot of people they just put out these guides or whatever and then here you go okay you can ask me a question or whatever but then they're just left and a lot of people honestly have no clue how to start or they have zero support just zero support so what if somebody came to you and they said you know i cannot get over my sugar cravings i just can't it is driving me nuts i start out i'm doing really good and then i just give in and and i and i eat a piece of cake
1: i mean i I tell them if it's a one-off i tell them to to kind of put it behind them to, to move on from that and to look to the next day if it's something that's happening on a daily basis i say okay what is something that you can replace that with? For me, it, it was dark chocolate initially. So if we can start with like an 80% dark chocolate and maybe throw a couple squares in there and that might get kind of rid of that, that sweet tooth or maybe some strawberries, um, something like that, that they can implement to kind of wash away those those cravings. Um, but, but it can be difficult because I know the, sh- the sugar cravings are, are crazy. Um, so I just try to, yeah, implement something that will get them off of that, that, uh, that fix. <laughs>
0: Do you ever like kind of work on the emotional and psychological part? I I know like for me, even that was a huge component too. And actually a lot of my clients, that is probably the number one thing I deal with.
1: Yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, we have so much information that's available to us yet we're, we're failing kind of at all, at all turns. And I think it has a lot to do with emotional eating uh, and and the stress, and if you look at the current situation right now, I mean, pe- people have been turning to all kinds of wrong, and uh, it's it's a it's a big issue um, for for sure, and and that's a difficult thing to to deal with, and my clients do do go through that a lot, um, and and that's why I try to encourage a whole you know positivity, and and it's amazing once you start something right and you start doing it it's amazing how it turns into a kind of a snowball effect and it starts to take over and you start doing all the positive things. Right. And and that's kind of what I hope for. And I see a bit of that change in in my clients as they get motivated and they get encouraged and they start seeing results and they feel better and they look better. It almost is a, as a snowball effect. So that's kind of how I deal with that, but it is there, it's prevalent. I mean, emotional uh, eating is, is a definite uh, real big issue right now.
0: Yeah. It's huge. And stress, stress is so huge right now. What suggestions do you give your clients with dealing with stress? How can they do something to relieve that?
1: I always tell them to look at the overall, you know, picture their lifestyle. You know, are they overworking themselves? I mean, are they taking walks, you know, at some point in the day, you know, are they, are they meditating? Can they meditate, uh, you know what is their sleep like? Um, you know if you're if you're eating healthier, then your st- stress levels will, will drop naturally because your your body is you know in in a better place. So so all these things kind of help with that uh, for sure.
0: So with everything you see out there as far as nutrition advice, even from like say the ADA and you know places like that, the nutrition guidelines what really gets you like what upsets you that you keep seeing that people are continually buying into
1: yeah this this i mean going back uh when i lost all the weight i remember going to my my doctor at the time and she's like well you, you lost you know almost 30 pounds and, and she was asking me she said you know do you have an eating disorder and i looked there and i said no i just kind of changed the way that i've been eating and she looked at me and she handed me this old kind of food pyramid that must've been maybe 20 years old and included the, the typical, you know, kind of standard, you know, North American diet, so to speak. And I, I took it and I said, thank you very much. And I kind of, and I kind of walked out. So, I mean, if we can change a few people's kind of minds and, and help people and, and get them to realize that if they're actually living this and they're seeing the weight come off, they're, they're seeing the results, maybe people will start believing and buying into this,
0: I'll tell you one thing that gets me is that everything in moderation eat less move more. I can't think of too much advice that's any worse than that. Because gee, if it was that simple, do you why do we have the epidemic of obesity and you know chronic diseases that we have if it was just so easy? Oh, you know, what's, gee, moderation is very difficult when you're addicted to the carbs that they designed to make you addicted. And then they blame you for the addiction and that you're too weak and you can't stop it. And, but yet moderation, you should be able to eat anything. So that's to me, like telling an alcoholic, Oh, well, you can have in moderation, some alcohol. An addiction is an addiction. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is your view on the whole moderation thing?
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've tried the whole calorie counting and, you know, minimizing calories in and, and all that stuff. And that didn't go over well. I mean, I, I can't sit there with, with the lifestyle I lead and the family I have and all the stuff I'm doing and, and count my calories. Right. So, I mean, if you're eating the right foods, you know, the right animal products, I mean, you're going to, you're going to be full, like, I mean, give your body what it needs and you're not going to overeat anything, right. You're going to be satiated. You're going to get all the nutrients and you're not going to have to worry about, uh, you know, calorie counting and, and, and stuff like that for sure.
0: Yeah, I'll just make one little note on that. There are some people who it doesn't matter what it is, they can still binge on it because they have a disorder, but, and, and some people can actually bypass that normal body signal. And even though I had eating disorders and I was a binge eater, I physically cannot overeat meat. Can't do it. I tried, can't do it, (laughs) but there are those that do. do. So I have to mention that. Otherwise I'm going to get comments. So. For sure. So the, the move more and eat less. What do you think about that one?
1: Yeah, I, I, I I don't really recommend that. I mean, I always tell my clients for the first 21 days when you're adapting, I mean, take it easy physically, you know, wait for your body to adapt. Um, And then once you're adapted to kind of the whole low carb, uh, higher fat movement, I mean, then you can start incorporating Uh, Some some more exercises and and stuff like that. But I I wouldn't recommend, I mean, to starve yourself and and move more. I I don't know if that has any benefit to that in in the long run. I don't know if that's sustainable. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can tell you it's not because I got to a point where I was eating 800 calories and I was exercising up to five hours a day, six days a week. And if I didn't do that, I would start to gain weight. That's how bad I messed up my body. So <laughs> I'm speaking from experience when I say that's a bunch of crap. And I, that, that just sets me off when I see that because I'm like, oh. and especially like on TikTok and, and those kind of platforms where you have the people telling you that you can eat whatever you want. You know, you just have to moderate it. You just have to not eat as much of it. And it's like, okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you're 20 years old and you haven't figured it out yet. Okay. <laughs> or you're, you know, sometimes I look at it as it's like an excuse to be able to include what you really want, because soon as you say something like that, Oh, you can have whatever you want in moderation, like weight watchers. You just have to watch your points or watch your calories, but if it fits in there or if it fits your macros, right but then you, you, you realize that that, that is just not going to be working in the long run at all. Okay. Let's see here. Oh yeah. Do you advocate for supplements? And if so, which ones and why?
1: I mean, I I started off in the whole health space and I had you know, countless amounts of pills in my cover, the omega threes and the, and the vitamin D's and the, and the protein powders. And I've tried everything. Um, and now I have, I kind of more of a natural look on it. I mean, I, I take uh, collagen. I, I add that to my coffee. Uh, the only something I take right now would be a beef liver. Uh, I try to eat it, but I, I just don't like the taste. So that's the one thing Me right either. now I'm with, and that's pretty much it. I just, simplistic, okay. simple,
0: Yeah, see, this is where I I, I have a little bit of an issue with any diet that requires supplementation. For instance, the vegan diet, that's where I have a problem with it. I mean, you know, if that's what you want to do fine. But in order to supplement something so important like B12, oh my goodness, you know, that is huge. That's not just like, well, you may be a little bit low on something. No, that's like major. And that's where a lot of vegans get into trouble and they can't sustain it because your body has to have that. So if you're having to take something completely fake for that, again, it's a little bit different if you're just literally supplementing for something, you know, supporting something that's different, but even like on, like for me, carnivore, it's hitting everything. I don't really feel a need, but I will say, and I'm curious about what you think about this. Um, I started taking magnesium. And the reason why is I've talked to a lot of people who are, have seen huge, huge improvements with magnesium because our soil is deplete, which causes even the animals that eat the grass that grows from the soil, you know, to be possibly deplete. So even a carnivore could be deplete. Uh, in magnesium and magnesium has, I think it's like over 700 functions in the body more than any other, uh, nutrient or, uh, vitamin mineral. And that's huge. So what do you think about magnesium?
1: I've actually, uh, experimented with that. I used to uh, spray on a topical spray at night before mm-hmm. bed. And, mm-hmm. and I did find that it, it helped me sleep a little better. I, d- I did feel, uh, had a little more energy. Um, so I have used, used that for sure. Uh, I like to add, uh, the pink salt to the water and stuff like that to get the minerals and, and, and stuff like that. But I think magnesium does, does have its place for sure.
0: Yeah. It, it, I'm real resistant to those kind of things. And especially like, I'm like, if, if I'm doing carnivore and I'm supposed to be eating all this nutrient dense food, why the heck would I need a supplement? But after finding out so much background on that, I'm like, I'm going to take magnesium. So that's the supplement I take, but I will say that I'm with you on the whole liver thing. I like what, what have you tried with the liver?
1: I mean, like, I, do- I, I, I try to utilize it, uh, weekly by, by cooking it and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I just kind of am tired of the, the texture and the, and the taste. Yeah. So I, I just supplement with, the. Uh, with a supplement that I get on, on Amazon, uh, code age, I believe is the name of the supplement. And I just utilize that uh, daily. And that seems to help. Uh, I feel like I get more energy from it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I tried liver. I-, I tried different types of liver. I tried it cooked different ways. I even ate it raw and I even did the frozen thing where you swallow it like pills. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you raw liver was the least offensive as far as taste goes, but the most offensive as far as texture goes, not that any of the textures were good. And I'm not really even that big of a texture person where I I can't eat certain foods because of that. But uh, to me, I found liver just, just, no, just not doable. (laughs) And so I take the supplements. Well, actually somebody sent them to me to try and so a company. So I decided to try those and I wasn't really ever feeling like I was lacking anything, so I can't really tell a difference but i figure liver is so good for you and if i can take it this way what the heck i'll I'll try it just to see what happens but yeah it's way easier than having to deal with liver i I give it to my dogs though (laughs) i will give liver and they seem to really like it they don't care about the texture (laughs) or the taste (laughs) what, what about like sardines do you have any issue eating uh that fishy stuff
1: no, I mean, I, I like sardines, uh, I smoke salmon, um, all kinds of, you know, trout, uh, try to go for wild, of course, where, where I can, where I can find it, but n- no problem at all. I, I do like, uh, do like fish. So yeah, that's there for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm not big on fishy stuff either. I can eat salmon if it's fresh. And it's the wild caught and it better not have the skin on it. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. Not the skin. That's fishy to me. And the people, you know, they're all like, you need to have sardines. They're so good for you. And I'm like, I would rather eat a box, or a (laughs) shoe or something because they're so vile. <laughs> yeah, I did some videos where I try different foods. I called it like um uh, facing my fears kind of thing because I was very picky about stuff like that. And I tried all kinds of different organs. The one thing I haven't tried is brains. Have you ever tried brains?
1: No, but I, I am starting to get into the whole uh Paul Saladino and, and the beef organs, <laughs> and I do want to give it a, a try.
0: Yeah. yeah definitely i haven't tried brains and i haven't tried kidneys but to be honest i haven't found either of those pretty much everything else i think i've tried but that i haven't and in the past i've tried like you know uh the the beef tongue and um stuff like that so even though i didn't try it recently i i have tried it in the past but not kidney or brains but I don't know. Brains. I don't know. I don't know though. Kidneys too. Cause I hear that's, that's a very strong taste. So I don't know about that one, but so do you try to get your clients to eat organ meats? Do you feel that that is something very important? Like what Paul Sal- Saladino talks about? Is that something you think people should add in? Is that like? I,
1: a? Yeah, I, I do believe it, it's got its place. Um, I think initially uh, people are just kind of getting used to, you know, eating whole foods again and the whole, you know, keto kind of way of eating. So I, I try to um, in time, I guess, as I get more comfortable with, with the way of eating to tell them it's it's not a bad idea to start incorporating some organs and especially liver. Uh, if you can't stomach it, I mean, you know, try at least to get some, some sort of supplementation. Um, but I, I do encourage it. Um, I, A lot of my clients don't initially like to take to it, but, but in time I, I I do tell them, okay, now start trying some of the organs and stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Try to squeeze that in there. (laughs) I'm just going to go with Sean Baker where he says, eh. (laughs) <laughs> you know, for the If you're, if you're eating, you know, enough of, of quality, good, uh, meat-based foods, then you should be good. I'm just going to go with that because I really have tried. I have tried, but, but you know, the liver capsules, I can do that. It's yeah. just, I don't know how many you have to take, but like, uh, I think most of the supplements are like six capsules. Yes. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't like taking pills. That's, that's the one downside. That's the only negative. But there's too many other positives, like you don't have to taste it. You know, that's a huge oh. one. So I'm, I'm pretty much willing to take the six if, if I feel that it's, you know, that necessary. Okay. Why do you think most people fall a little short when they're, um, with their meal plans? Why do you think people have some issues with that?
1: I think ultimately it comes down to them staying the course. Um, I, I think it becomes um, a bit of a daunting task initially for them when they're first starting off and they're trying to kind of get out of the whole typical standard North American diet way of eating and, and, and they try to uh, adapt to the keto kind of way. Um, I think they get discouraged. Um, I think there's not a lot of direction that they're getting not a lot of encouragement or, or motivation. So I so I think that's where the coaching plays a huge um, role in that. Um, there's so much information out there. I mean, anyone can go online and, and get any information on on keto and get a 21 day plan, you know, just just for free on online. But yet mm-hmm. we're we're failing at all, you know, corners and turns. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with staying the course, the motivation. Uh, you know, the person believing that they can actually do it. And, and that's where kind of I come in and the sport comes in and all that fun stuff.
0: For sure. So do you work with your clients at all? Like on fitness? Like, do you coach them on any kind of physical activity or do you focus more on the diet and, and the other lifestyle parts like sleep and those kind of stress?
1: I do focus more predominantly on the whole uh, diet aspect, but, but I do encourage, you know, moving throughout the day. I mean, I only do a 15 minute workout daily and, I, and for most people, that's all you really need. I mean, in your house, you can do some push ups and, and, you know, squats and, you know, chin up bar and, and, and away you go for 15 minutes and you got a pretty good body workout. So, I mean, I'm catering this to, to the average kind of busy person who doesn't have time to to go to the gym for an hour and, you know, they can do it right from their home. And, and as long as your diet is dialed in and you have the right, you know, things in place and, and you're, you're doing minimal workouts, you can, you can be pretty healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, well, my husband and I, we kind of started, uh, the X three bar. Have you heard of that?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Okay. Yeah. Where they use the bands, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not digging it. Not digging it yet. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm kind of being a baby about it. It's <laughs> like I've been terrible about being active, and that's like one of the things that I'm lacking. I, I need to work on my stress management and activity for sure. But like I said, I used to be obsessive, and I had a disorder uh, to where. I, I was exercising like every minute of the day. It was ridiculous. And I was going to four different gyms and, you know, it it was bad anyway. So now I'm like on the complete opposite. And so I'm trying, you know, I thought, okay, this sounds like something that would be easy enough. I can do it in my bathroom and you know, just before getting in the bathtub or whatever, I could just do this. And it's only like 10 or 15 minutes, right? I don't like it. I don't like it it's just like, eh. so I'm, I'm being a baby about that. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. So we are coming up on time. Do you have any advice or anything you want to tell somebody who is just kind of starting out and, and wanting to get their health back on track?
1: I just want to say, you know, uh, trust the process. Uh, anyone, anyone can do it if they put their mind to it and uh, just believe in yourself and, and be patient and I think, and, and kind, be kind to yourself. A lot of people are so quick to, uh, you know, turn on themselves. It's amazing how people get so down on themselves. I don't know if it's the social media aspect to it, where they see, you know, all these models walking around and whatnot, but just be kind yeah. to yourself. Um, you're allowed to make a mistake uh, and, and this is a long-term game. It's, it's not short-term, right? So yeah, enjoy the process.
0: That is perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on, Fab. It, it was great getting to know you a little bit. And I, I love your uh, coaching uh, approach. I think it's pretty much what I do. So I really like that. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Amber. And hey, while y'all are here, subscribe to the channel and go follow Fab. I'll have all his information below. He sounds like a wonderful coach and somebody that would give you a whole lot of uh, uh, help and support and support is so important y'all. So give him a follow and check him out. And thanks again. Bye Fab.
1: Thank Thank you, Amber.